welcome to Kicking a Java Style with Cassie. Welcome to Kicking a Java Style with Cassie. I didn't lie to you. Carol Hogner is here and we are doing, not only are we doing an interview on Anchor, but we have live feed going on Facebook. So this will be fun. Yeah. So. Hi. Hi. Long time no see you. Long time no. <laughs> we had some beans. Good thing we took some beano. <laughs> Tell them my girl secrets. Oh, whoops. Some of them <laughs> girls need those secrets. All right. So, how was the trip? Good. Good. Real good. Yeah, the road, there's not horrible traffic. You know, sometimes traffic is horrible. But I have to talk really it loud. It was really tonight. good. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. The longest part of the trip to me is when you go across like Eufaula. Yeah. It's the prettiest part, but it's like you never get across. Long. So, you come up like... 69. I come up 35 to 82 to 69. Yeah, that's my favorite way to go. Yeah. I'm going to pull your page up too so I can tell if anybody's talking to us because unless, well, that's pretty big. How'd you get your writing that big? Girl, you got to fix my phone. <laughs> hey, Fonda. I can fix your phone. So we will be doing some shout outs. So sorry for the people on the podcast, but we're going to be talking, answering questions. Uh, I had a few people give us some questions to go over, so we'll do that as well. Do but we need to tilt it just a smidge? Or maybe. No? Don't look at my armpits. <laughs> Don't look at your armpits? All right. Maybe pull this handle here just a little bit. I'm going to go around. We're fixing it. Fixing it. I think it's on. All right, we're back. Technical difficulty. Yeah. I always enjoy my drive up here. It's just yeah. God time. I listen to the same song over and over and over and over because I want to sing it tomorrow. Oh, is it a new one? Yes. Oh. Yes. She's got a new song for us. My heater's creaking in the background. Oh, I don't know what that was. I she said, fix, fix, girl, fix. There we go. <laughs> I wanted you to see all this. So, for those that don't know, Carol Hogner is an inspirational country music singer and minister, and she's been singing Christian country music for how many years? Like, going around doing it? Or, like, when I grew up? You tell your story. <laughs> I grew up in a little Baptist church in Malakoff, Texas, which is in East Texas. And um, my dad was avid. We were there. He was the Sunday school and training union director, and so we were there all the time. I asked my daddy for a piano and he sold a cow to buy me my first piano and I learned to play. But in the meantime, we sang, me and my sister sang around the kitchen sink after church every week and that's how I got started was just with the radio and singing with my sisters and um, my oldest sister I think still does a little singing at church but not like, you know, like going out and doing like, yeah. but uh, anyway, what was the question? <laughs> How long have you been singing? <laughs> I've been singing for Since a long time. Since that cow time. got bought. Since the cow got bought, yes. Yes, I've just always loved it. But I think um, Jeff mm -hmm. and I were in the ministry for over 20 years, and that's when I really got started going out and doing ministry with music. You yeah. Know, just singing in the car in the shower. So <laughs> Jeff um, was her husband, and he passed away in... 14 years ago. 14 years ago. Yeah. But one of our questions was about how you met oh, and <laughs> so I'm gonna let her tell you how she met her late husband because this is hilarious this is something I would so 
silly do. Yeah, we had been invited to a rodeo Bible camp with Dean and Linda Winborn. Both kids wanted to participate. Amber wanted to run barrels and Josh wanted to ride bulls. And I, if I, they said if I came and sang, that one of them could have, or Josh could have a scholarship. Right. I said, shoot you, I can do that. Well, in the meantime, I was able to save enough money for Amber to participate too. So we get up early that morning and my kids are last minute kids and I am not. So I was flustered. We're, we're in the dark looking for a ponytail holder. So I had to run, go find a ponytail holder and come back. And we meet up with Miss Winborn, Linda, and she says, oh, y'all just introduce yourselves to each other. And it's pitch dark, you know, up early. And there's this big guard light. And I see this fella coming from out of the guard light. I can't see his face. All I see is this big man. And she's like, um, y'all introduce yourself. He said, hi, my name's Jeff Hogner. I said, well, hi, my name's Carol Hogner. And I went, no, it's really not Carol Wasn't Hogner. yet. <laughs> <laughs> Two months later, we were married. Yeah, prophecy. <laughs> yeah. That's what that was, prophecy. Yeah. My kids were both mortified. They're like, we can't take her nowhere. Oh, goodness. So I, I think that's funny. Yeah, it was. It's now it's even more story. funny. <laughs> it's a pretty good story. <laughs> so. Well, let's see. I'm trying to think. 2012, I think, is when I met you. Wait, it's been a long yeah, while. I'm but no good with I met Carol. I, th I think it was 2012. I was working with Elizabeth Edmond and her ministry and... Uh, traveling and doing stuff, and then I had met at actually friend request. Somehow we became friends on Facebook Travis? through Travis. Um, what's Travis's last name? Swafford. My mind just went blank, and he kept wanting to introduce us, and it just never worked out. And so then, long story short, the other family that I was connected to knew you, and we started talking that way. Mm -hmm. And then you come up to do a service that we had scheduled, and it was I like think you came to camp, didn't you? I camp. came to camp to meet you. They did uh, Young Pro mm -hmm. and Junior Pro Rodeo Bible Camp. Yep, at the Flying Cow. Yeah, and I met her there, and then she came up and did a service. And, and it you was, carried my purse. Carried her purse, made sure <laughs> so she didn't lose we her purse. Friends. We were friends after that. Yeah, I was just going to yeah. carry my purse. <laughs> and I started going. Anytime she came to Oklahoma, I went with you. And yep. yep, it was like we had not ever not known each other. Yeah. It was just that instant connection that you know God ordained. Yeah. I feel that way. Yeah. And so she became my other mama. Yep. And this is my kid. I claimed her, so she stuck with me forever. Sorry, Becky. <laughs> She'll share. She was. She's pretty sweet to me about that. Yeah. She is. Uh, so we did that. I met and we traveled quite a bit. And then 2013, I moved to Texas and lived at Carol's Ranch. And I tell everybody this story, especially every time I go to shut Megan's auto thing on her vehicle. I was like, I knocked her out one time. <laughs> I'll never forget. She was, we were loading or unloading. I think we were getting ready to go to a service. I don't remember. Well, it's because I knocked you out. <laughs> I still don't remember. I pushed the button on her uh, <laughs> black fatty suburban, <laughs> and it shut on the top of her head, and she just slowly just kind of collapsed. I went but down? you didn't, yeah, but you didn't go like it's like you went out but not out, and <laughs> she looked kind of blinked her eyes a couple of times, and she's laughing, and I was like, I just killed Carol Hogman. <laughs> <laughs> I was mortified. I was like, Hey, Alan's on with us. Hey. I was just talking about what a good friend you are today. Thank you. Alan Holder has, tell me. God's Country Radio Station, and he's doing really good with it. Great. I'm going to have to look it up because yes. I didn't even know until you told me. Yes. Doing so, a great job. 
So 2013, I moved down there and I took a job working in a home health care job. So I had a lot of downtime and I started messing with doing some, you know, podcasting and making things and sending out emails and, and started sending a couple of your songs to several radio stations, just emailed all of the internet radio stations. and Yeah, you're responsible the, for my music being out there on, out there. Not just in the churches. God used you that way. Well, so I appreciate that. Some of my best, best times of my life. So we sent that out. Several of the radio stations picked up some songs. And it was probably later in that summer. Carol, <laughs> she, she sends me a text and says, is this real? Okay, go ahead, tell your side. I get a phone call, and I'm not big about picking my phone up. Oh, hi, Cody. That's Cody Charles, my, oh, hey, my Cody. nephew. My nephew cousin, I guess. Um, I get this phone call, and I think I had caller ID, and it said Gene Higgins on it, but I went, somebody's pranking me. So I picked the phone up, and he asked me if this is Carol Hogner, and I just assume it's a prank, so I hang up on him. So nice, aren't I? <laughs> yes. Well, he calls me back. And sure enough, it's not a prank. He wants to invite me to be a part of... Um, Inspirational Country Music. Inspirational Country ICM. Music, yep. And so we did that, and they promoted Ordinary Things, I believe, was the first one that we, we actually promoted. Yes. Ended up getting nominated for new... Artist of the Year. Yep. Top, top, top 15, 15, I think. I think something like but that. But now, before he called her back, <laughs> I called to see if it was real. <laughs> And they answered the phone professionally, and I said, click! Because <laughs> we're going, <laughs> we didn't know nothing. No, we I was like, this nothing. is crazy. And I said, oh, it's real. Yeah. So, so then he, I had to call him back and apologize. And he said something about me being his, your guard dog or something. <laughs> it was funny. But anyways, we went to the ICMA Awards in fall of that year, and that was pretty amazing. And I got to meet Mr. Gene. And yes. Mr. Gene's amazing. And the nicest thing I think anybody ever said to me was like, you look just like you did on the picture. Oh, I love I it. thought that was yes. kind because that meant I hadn't... Was he looking at your legs or your face? Cause that face, face, face. Okay. Cause <laughs> she, her album has really neat um, pictures and art and stuff. And that there's some good. of... Yeah. And yeah. there was... It, we'll have to just... We'll post it out there. You'll see. You yeah. know what we're talking about. Yeah. So, but anyway, so we ended up out there, had a big time, met a lot of neat people. Yeah. We had a lot of contacts out there, I think. Yeah. Personally. So, but it was a girl thing. My, my girls went with me out yeah, there for that. Yeah, we did. We had was, so much fun. It was fun. It was. We sang and played and just had a good time. You got to be on TV. Yes, we did a couple of TV recordings, a lot of events, put on some fundraisers. Yeah. Uh, you helped your, I think your EMS and your fire yeah. department. Yeah, a couple of years. Maybe even three years, I think we did it for the fire, for our volunteer fire department. Yes. So, but anyway, feel very fortunate that we're still out here. Yeah. Smiling. We very much. Smiling, so. uh, what would you say during that time, what would you say some of the most um, challenging things would have been for you of being on the road and doing all that? I don't know. I think I was just in awe. It was just in just, awe. Uh, it was just fun. It's something new because we'd always done a rodeo ministry, you know, like team mm -hmm. roping ministry and stuff. So this was like no dirt. Where's the just, dirt? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a clean fun. Yes. No dirt fun. on the boots. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and I ain't fussing about that at all because that's how we got started. We met a lot of, I have a lot of good, good friends from team roping and doing, you know, young pro training camps and that kind of thing. So. Carol is also singing the national anthem at 
several events. She's done the arena football. Yep. Um, um, I got to do the breakaway roping. Breakaway out at the, at the NFR. Mm -hmm. I got to sing out so. there a lot last, not just past year, but the year before. Yeah. And that was all televised. And I'm not bragging on me. I was too bashful to talk on the phone, much less sing in front of people when God kicked me out there. So I've come a long way, baby. Uh, well, she's tried out for the NFR, and we're going to do that again, get that out there. And I believe that one day she'll be singing at the NFR. For you the have National to be Anthem. specific with your prayers because we only prayed that I get to sing yeah. in Vegas. And we do sing it a lot in Vegas. At the actual NFR. That's what we're playing. At, <laughs> at the, the NFR. Rodeo. <laughs> hey, with the mic. I mean, you could sing at the NFR that's if true. you want. That's but true. I, I actually have. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. I just think the National Anthem is an important song. Oh, very important. For me, anyway. I take pride in that. Not in a proudful, you know, like proud. Right. But I'm, I think it needs to be done right. And I need, it's, it's a serious song. And I have people come up to me and cry. Mm -hmm. after singing it so it's like that's another way of making contact for jesus yes is to touch their hearts through that song i have so. to be super careful because there's you and there's reva and <laughs> in my opinion there's nobody else that should sing the national anthem but that's just me they didn't ask you yet they didn't they? ask me my i'll tell opinion. them to call you yeah call be me my guard dog and i will tell you who can sing the national anthem at the nfr where i don't throw socks at the tv there you go so, work. just saying <laughs> Anyways, That's I'm a great. little fond, I guess, but... She takes good care of her mama, let's put it that way. <laughs> so let's go through a couple of these other questions. I know Kathleen, which is your pastor and, yes. uh, there at Silverado Cowboy Church, she had said, what are your future goals in ministry? I would definitely like to make another album. That's on my... I don't have a bucket list. I don't believe in bucket lists. I'm going to just do everything I can and what don't get done won't matter anyway, right? Right. It won't. But I would like to do another CD. I have several songs I'd like to go back in and record. Um, just like to see a lot of people come to Jesus, you know? Do you write any of your own music or? I'm no good at it. I just take everybody else's and run with it. Like see, George. Somebody, somebody <laughs> I mean, when people are called to write, people are called to sing. Yeah, I actually co-wrote a song with name is I'll think in a minute it's called ain't got something ain't got something I remember yeah yep, yep. um oh my gosh I'll remember I'm sorry my brain went completely blank we can look it up yeah. later put Randy it out there Fincham. yes Randy Randy helped me yeah. I sent him what I had and he came up with a song and I've not to this day actually had the a soundtrack done to it. Yeah. yeah just finances but when the time's right, it'll happen. I know okay. I got it back out listening to him sing it the other day, and I liked it. Yes. <laughs> okay, speaking of finances, let's talk about, first of all, you know God has done absolute miracles, kept you on the road, and times you've had to pull money out of the couch and all kinds of stuff. But one of the questions was, was Miss Fonda wanted to know about your miracle of getting Black Betty the Suburban. It was a miracle. It surely was a miracle. Um, a friend of ours that we had had, been friends with forever after Jeff passed away he said Miss Carol what do you need when somebody asks you that as a minister you don't know if they mean three dollars three thousand dollars yeah that's a hard question so I, I made him be specific I'm like what do you mean what do I need and I just had the Lord had put on my heart that I needed to start looking for a new vehicle wasn't in a rush just keep my ears open and watch see what comes along because I was driving a Ford excursion Anybody that's ever owned a Ford Excursion know they are gas guzzlers. 
I'm talking about big time. And so I told him, I said, well, I'll just be honest with you. I've, we need a vehicle. God's just recently had me looking at vehicles. He said, okay, meet me over at Burner Chevrolet and we'll, we'll go looking. And I went, what? That's a big gift. Yeah, that's, that's a big, big gift. gift. Anyway, long story short, we ended up with what we call Black Betty. She's 2016, I think, is the year. Maybe a little bit newer than that. She has over 300,000 miles, and I would drive her to Vegas today. So I moved there in 2013, and you had her. 2013. So maybe she's a 20. 2011. Maybe she's. Yeah, because I might. Yeah, 2010 yeah, or 2011. Go? Yeah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so. Um, he brought the check. We went, got the vehicle. Uh, I drove it, gave the man a check and drove it home. And we've been on the road ever since. And like I said, I trusted with that many miles on her. I still trust her enough. I would, if I needed to, I'd drive her to Vegas today. And, and she's still going. Oh yeah, yeah. They still deliver use her flower deliveries, and we haul kids to basketball games and whatever yeah. else. The the twins are using her some now. So she's the gift that kept on giving. <laughs> Literally, yeah. it, it was a miracle. It was. And so I know they've got a big blessing coming too. And hopefully they've already cashed in on some of their blessings from that. So. Yes. Now, do you all still do the USTRC finals? Yes. And when is that coming? Is that soon? That's actually in April. Oh, April. All right. Yeah, they moved it to Texas, you know, and they're doing it out of Fort Worth now in okay. April. Yeah. Different. Way different than yeah. October in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, that's what she was doing was USTRC ropings when I, you know, yeah. first started going with you. Yeah. We, and we <clears> don't do much of that. Right now, I don't know. We just kind of phased out of it somehow. And right. we still will if we get invited to do those kind of things. But nowadays, we do a lot of women's ministry, um, cowboy church ministry, going on Sunday morning and mm -hmm. singing and preaching. And actually, tomorrow morning, we'll be at Bar None Cowboy Church, the, another home away from home. Yeah. But when I go there, I feel so loved and so honored to mm -hmm. be there you know you go with, I've heard somebody say go where you're celebrated not tolerated and I definitely feel celebrated there yeah so it's a great place to it, be it's a great place to be so I'm actually really jacked up about that so well then we'll be doing a women's conference in April 29th I think I think that's what we said in Texas on. at uh mm -hmm, yeah branded. branded cross I keep wanting to call Barnum branded and branded yeah uh, so we'll be down there doing that. And I think I saw you have two or three ladies' conferences this year I do. coming up. Um, there's one, I believe it's in June, in Rising Star. I met with Miss Debbie the other day and getting that all set up again. You should try to come to that one. Yeah. That'd be cool. So Carol had a Facebook page. We don't know what happened. Facebook absorbed it. <laughs> shut it down. We have no idea why. But you can find her on her personal page. She has an Instagram, so you can find her on there for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, website, carolhodner.com. And I know she posts most of where she's going. I'm going to see if we can see what this is so we can communicate here. Uh, you know, there's you've got all your, all your family right there on your property. Tell us about how your setup is at the ranch and about your kids and your grandkids. And I'm very, very grateful that... Right before Jeff went to be with Jesus, Amber and her family moved back, or moved in my front yard, basically, from Arkansas. Sorry. Hold on. <laughs> this is nuts. 
I need this to silence itself. There we go. Sorry about that. So whenever they moved there, they were living in their camper out in front of our house. And um, when Jeff passed away, they were there to kind of keep me going. And then uh, Josh met Michelle. I call her girly. And she had three older children. And I felt led to bless them with some acreage there. So when, when they married, they built a home, had, had deuce cowboy like within a year like pretty yeah. quick there and Hallie same way Hallie lives in Medford that's Jeff's youngest baby of course she's mine too and then um, Hannah also lives with me but after um, Amber and Will moved back to East Texas and separated we kept praying because I knew Amber needed help and kept praying and praying and praying Lord show us what we can do to help her so she decided to move back home and somebody said is something wrong I said oh no Everything is right. It's exactly what you prayed it's for. Actually, what we prayed for, because now I can help. Yeah. So um, we've got the girls, and I. In the meantime, because I didn't want the girls to feel like they were visiting my house, I wanted them to have their own space. I felt like God had me to buy a portable building, a Graceland building, and turn it into my bedroom. And I called it the me shed because we couldn't call it the she shed. There was way too many she's out around, right? So it's the me <laughs> shed. But I love it. I can go in the house, and I still go in the house every day and love and play and argue and do whatever we do. And then when, time, when it's time to go to bed, I just go to me shed, chill out. Or if I am not feeling well, I go to me shed and chill out. That don't happen often. But um, I like having my, my wish as a little girl was to be like Big Valley and have a kid on every corner of the property. Yeah. And so far, I've got three. I'm not sure Hallie will ever come back that way because she's made a lot for herself in Medford, which I'm tickled for her. And her little right. boys are wonderful. I need to go see them. But uh, we're just one big happy family living out in the white zone. I like the white zone. Yeah. She likes me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful place out there. Thank you. It needs some cleaning. But Do you have uh, a favorite Bible verse that you like mm -hmm. to I do. share? Psalm 138.8 says, The Lord will perfect those things that concern me. So if you if you message me, if you leave me a message on Facebook or text and want me to pray for you, that's what I'm going to pray over you is Psalms 138.8. The Lord will perfect those things that concern me. They'll concern you. If you think God don't love you, come let's have a, a, a cup of coffee and sit down and talk about all the ways he's taking care of me before Jeff passed away, but especially after he passed away. We, we have lacked for nothing. Now, Lou and I, at one point, we were selling, cook, making pecan pies and selling them to pay the land payment. But hallelujah, my land's paid off now. It was a good pecan pies, too. Suddenly, suddenly. <laughs> yes. God yeah, suddenly. Care. That's what yes. amazes me, the suddenly. Yeah. I Can mean, you share how God protected you when your appendix ruptured and how God <laughs> just took care of you and the, yeah. how you were touched? I was... I, it woke me up in the like early early morning and I'm in there rolling around my stomach's the worst one of the worst pains I've ever had in my whole life and Hannah comes in there Lou I call her Lou she's like mom what do we do and I was like I don't know I just feel like I can't I, I, something's really bad wrong but I don't think it's my appendix because I think I don't have one because I'd had amber cesarean and mo back in those days if they opened you up they just automatically most took of the time took, yeah took your appendix well not mine so she FaceTimes Amber, which is our resident nurse, my oldest daughter, or we think she is. We claim her as a resident nurse. <laughs> and she, she took one look at me. She said, Mother, get in the car and go to the hospital. Something's wrong with you. I think it's your appendix. I was like, I don't think I have one. 
So on the way to the hospital in Stephenville, Lou's taking me. They're working on the road and they're stopped. And I'm over in this passenger seat writhing. I mean, I am hurt, right? <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, if they don't let us through there in the next minute, you're going to have to get out and tell them we have to go because something's bad wrong with me. Well, that was right at the beginning of COVID. So we get to the hospital. They won't let her go in and I don't want her to be quarantined should I have to stay because she don't, she just doesn't do well by herself. She's yeah. social. Yeah. She didn't get that from me. <laughs> and um, so I told her, I said, go back out to the car, go home. I don't want you to have to be quarantined from home if I have to stay because you can't stay here with me. Mm -hmm. Well, she said she sat out there for 30 minutes and cried, just cried because she didn't want to leave me. So they diagnosed me. Sure enough, it's my appendix. And they're like, where do you want us to send you? And I went, what do you mean? What do you mean send me? They're like, we don't have a general surgeon here. And I went, what? So they load me up in the ambulance and they take me to Weatherford. About halfway there, the medicine wears off. So again, oh, no. I think I'm dying. I really do. I think I'm dying. So they get me to Weatherford. That's all I remember is them wheeling me in. That's the last thing I remember. And sure enough, my somewhere along the way it ruptured. And so I ended up with sepsis and in the hospital for 10 days with that, getting that out of my system. I was perfectly fine from the surgery. It was the yeah. stinking sepsis that was trying to take me out. But I felt like God did spare my life that day because he could have easily taken me on. Yeah, you know? for sure. Especially with the sepsis. And so I felt like God, he's not done with me yet. I've got a few wrinkles, but that's okay. You can still sing and have wrinkles. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> and you can cover them up pretty good. Yeah. And you have a lot of just good people taking care of you. Oh, and... my word. Angels. Because mm -hmm. nobody could be with me. My family, we FaceTimed a lot, you know, that mm -hmm. when I was awake. I had a nurse that um, she could tell. I, that was as close to being depressed as I ever was in my whole life. I, it really took a toll on me. And so she's like, they were sending, uh, I believe it was at Ep Epcot church there was coming to surround the church or to surround the hospital that night and sing and pray over all the COVID people mm -hmm. in the hospital. She said, do you want me to put you in that wheelchair and wheel, and wheel you down to, so you can see them? I said, oh my gosh, I would love that. I couldn't hear a word, but I could feel them. Mm -hmm. I myself cry thinking about it. That was my angel. Even the little girl that was would come in and clean my room would hang out in my room longer to talk to me. There was a little girl that I could hear her screaming, and they said she was um, Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. And so she didn't understand what was going on to her or why she was even there. And I, so I called the girls. I said, time to pray. And within seconds after we prayed for her, she calmed down and let them help wow. her. So there's no, I mean, I know I was there on purpose. I don't believe God made me sick. No. But God used that so that I could be there to pray mm -hmm. over other, other people. And even my you know, the PT people and stuff. They're like, when are you going home? I don't know when they let me. <laughs> so I made a lot of friends. <gasps> Seemed like forever. I didn't think they were ever going to let you go Ten home. Ten days a long like, time. Like, oh, she yeah. brought Jesus and they're not going to let him, Jesus yeah. leave now. They so. did have good food, though. I will say that about Weatherford. If you got to go to the hospital, use Weatherford Medical City. Mm. <laughs> well, we're going to get real spiritual now. Okay, this should be good. Binging any TV shows that we need to know about. <laughs> All the podcasts I listen to in the way. <laughs> Do you, are you binging? What are you reading today? Are you binging? What are you watching? <laughs> I watch so many crime shows. I don't even know why that's intriguing to me. I live in the woods. 
I should not want to watch those, and they intrigue me. I don't know why. I tried to watch. I don't even remember what it was. It was two or three weeks ago. I tried to watch something, and I was like, what in the world am I doing? I cannot go to sleep now. It was, it was like one of those crime murder yeah, mystery see, that types. It doesn't even bother me. Yeah. I, you would think, you know. Anyway, but, maybe I don't have enough sense to be scared. I did all the Hallmark Christmas movies, so I Hallmarked myself out. Out and, of it. Yeah, so I'll get back on it. I'm into the Gilmore Girls again for some reason. I do reason. like those. Yeah. One of my favorite, favorite is um, called The Midwife. Yes. If y'all haven't watched that one, good binge. With the cold weather coming up, good binge. Yeah, that's yeah. good binge. Yep. All right, well, we are going to go ahead and end this. And any words of wisdom or... Anything you want to, like, add to? You know, God's had forgiveness on my heart so strong. And he's having me carry a message to everywhere I've been lately about forgiveness. And the easiest way I know to forgive is to forget. Don't talk about it. If you're struggling with something that's bothering you, don't, don't keep talking about mm -hmm. it. The things that in my past that I can't remember are things that I haven't repeated. Yeah. Somebody will say something to me. I'm like, I don't, well, me neither. I don't remember that. If we didn't talk about that. Right. It just flat slips my mind. So my trick, my tip, forget about it. Yeah. Zip it. It's hard. I mean, if you, because I'm bad about that. I'm a very um, extroverted, talk out my thoughts. So I talk and talk. And I'll even come I, you already told me that. And it's because I'm venting and then I'm reliving and reliving and yep. reliving and then I'm angry again or yep. I'm sad again. And yep. so if you stop talking about it, you'll forget it. Yeah. Eventually you will. I am living, walking proof of it. Yeah. It's like I don't hold any grudges because I just don't think about them. Yeah, that's good advice, yep. especially with the way that the world has pushed us to be all angry and divided and they're it's good because fear and they're selling anger they're selling unforgiveness they do not want us united because we are powerful united. yes and i believe that that with all my heart that's what they've been trying to do to us over the last few years is divide us so we're weak yeah who gets eat out in the sheep herd the one that gets off by himself yes so we need each other whether we want to believe it or not i'm not mm -hmm. saying we've got to go hang out all the time right but we can keep if god puts somebody on your heart then you ought to call them text them y'all know i'm not good at calling but i'll text you all day long because i can keep on moving and text at the same time yeah I'm just not good on the phone i don't know why but um don't stay in unforgiveness you're not hurting anybody else but you absolutely period fonda said she loves us we oh. love you too so thank you guys for tuning in and yes this was uh, fun. thanks for listening to the podcast and like I said, you can go to carolhogner.com. You can also go to dreamcatcher320.com. You're going to find all of her stuff on there as well. So you guys, take care. God bless. Have an amazing weekend. We love y'all. Love y'all.